do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Ghosts and stuff. Ghosts and what they do or don't do. They don't do anything because they're not real. The end. Oh my goodness. Rob just totally blew up this whole entire episode before we got started. Yeah, we're done. Are we doing an episode? Sure. <laughs> what are we what are we doing an episode about? Demons. Ghost attacks. Ghost attacks. I guess so. Whether or not ghosts are real, uh, that could be a Whole very long conversation. Whole can of ghosts. Ghosts are fake, but the Mothman and Japanese bathroom demons are totally real. So this is Parababel, and um, I'm sitting here with my brothers from other mothers. <laughs> Jeff. Mm-hmm. Rob. Yep. And I'm, I'm Allison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to have a little discussion today about ghosts, right? Because we are Parababble, after all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people ask me what Parababble is about... There's no good answer. No, it, it's <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. And then they're like, well, aren't you like a ghost hunter? Don't you do the show about ghosts? Mm-hmm. And it's no. like, well, usually no. Ghosts, huh? Usually we don't do the show about ghosts. Well, not in a long time. No. Maybe in our first 10 episodes, we talked about ghosts. Mm-hmm. Because Remember, that's... like, way back when we did a whole EVP episode? <laughs> Schmucks. <laughs> wow. We've really evolved. That was at the, the, the very first studio. Yes. I know. We've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Yep. From EVP podcast sessions to... Uh... Demons. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. I mean, there's a lot of topics in between that. Yeah. But I think we have to talk about ghosts once in a while because that was what brought everyone together, right? Our love for the paranormal. Who here has been attacked by a ghost? It physically, (laughs) spiritually. Crickets. However. Crickets. Nobody's been attacked by a ghost. And attacked can mean anything. Bothered, pursued, annoyed. I mean, I think there might have been one time that there was potential for that to possibly happen, but it didn't actually happen. People stepped in. Mm. Mm. So mm-hmm. then it stopped happening. I remember that. Rob was there. I wasn't. But I know what we're talking about. Yeah. I think that's the only time I can remember that anything like that has even happened. But I have been on plenty of investigations where people have claimed to have been attacked. Mm -hmm. Scratched, hit, pushed. Usually because they deserved it. Is that all ghosts can do? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, if you believe in ghosts, you believe that they can probably do a lot of things. I mean, I don't know. If you were in the afterlife and could do pretty much anything you wanted, would you really want to come and, like, scratch somebody <laughs> or you know like push them like i want to be doing something cool like, ooh, like ooh, I'm a ghost. making wine glasses float <laughs> you know something that was like ooh, look at that that's fun i think ghosts can mess with us definitely if you want to call it ghosts some people will call it energy spirits but when they start to take form and you can actually see something happening or you catch something that you know looks pretty you know Paranormalish. I mean, I do think I've been touched before. I'm not gonna. I'm. I mean, I can't say that that has never happened. 
That has happened. But I don't think that it's necessarily like something that's trying to cause harm. Well, that's because you don't believe in ghosts being like malevolent or trying to no, hurt you. No, and I hear stories about people being pushed downstairs and ripped out of beds and, you know, all these like crazy things. And it's, it's really hard for me to believe because I just don't understand why. Like, what would be the point of any of that? I think ghosts, um, <clears throat> well, there's three ways to look at this. They can, they can try getting your attention for a, a good cause. They can try getting your attention because they're just a mean ghost or a mean person or spirit. And they just want to cause a little bit of annoyance and havoc. And then I think there's, you know, ghosts out there that just do what they do and they don't pay attention to anything else. They're just doing their thing, and if you happen to cross their path, you cross their path at that time. Do you think that ghost hunters make the perception of ghosts better or worse in society? Overall, I, um, from the area that we've come from, I want to say looking at different things, shows and groups, I want to say that they want to notch it up a couple, you know, and it's more about making them a little more meaner you know I would say worse definitely yeah definitely as the TV shows make you look like a joke most of them right and then even the people that are just doing it like like back in the the heyday of it like when it was big really big like 2008 to like maybe 2013 maybe before it started slowing down like, we would run into people all the time at conventions, at bigger public hunts that we'd help out with or just go to, and there's a lot of crazy idiots that do it. But you have no... Just knock everyone else's reputation down just because they do do it. They have no, like, education or scientific, like, like intent behind it. So it's definitely worse. Mm-hmm. See, and I think this is like, so it's not that I, I'm less passionate about it than I've been because I still have a lot of questions that I feel like are unanswered and there's still things I want to know. But I think what's really hard right now is that, you know, we've been doing this for 10 plus years now. Um, and I don't have any better, you know. Understanding, feeling. Yeah. Than I did when I started. And I just feel like if you research anything for 10 years, like you should have something that changes. Yeah, like some, some like, it's like the more needle is information. Stuck. Right. It's not like, moving. Yeah, you're going to come across something at some point that's going to like blow your mind. Or you're oh, yeah, figure we've, it out. we've been in this situation. Okay. Oh, let's look at this case. Yeah, same as that case. Okay. A few things that we have come across is like things that we found on our own, nothing that we learned from anyone else. Right. Like, we definitely have seen things that we can't explain. I think we could all mm-hmm. agree on that, yeah. right? Yes. We've all felt things that we can't explain. But, like, the research side of things has come no further than it did 10 years ago. There's still People are still using the same exact pieces mm-hmm. of equipment that they did 10 years ago. Like, yep. you still see K2 meters. You still see... You know, people using flashlights. And that's where the joke comes in, because people are still using those damn flashlights and, and all the new equipment, just like little things that light up and make beeping noises and stuff. 
But okay, well, I mean, I know this is about if ghosts are you know malevolent or whatever they want to do, but some of that technology is true blue, is it not? Well, I don't know if it is because I feel like in ten years I still can't tell you exactly how a K two meter works. Can you? Like, I mean, I know it picks up on energy, and I know that that's what makes the lights light up. But in correlation to, to like spirits. spirit activity, yeah, exactly. Can we really, do we have any more information about the correlation between that than all, we did 10 years ago? It's all based on a theory. Like, right. there's not even, there's not even the concrete evidence that you're going to get this type of phenomenon when it spikes to this amount. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. Like, that to me, there, is kind of a crazy thought. Because if something needs a certain level of energy to manifest in some way, you know, like we all agree that shadow people don't mm -hmm. need as much as like a full-bodied apparition so wouldn't you have the correlation of that k2 meter showing you that there's energy every time something like that happened yeah but maybe, we don't have that it'd be kind of funny you'd have like oh nothing here oh i thought i heard something this is on the meter oh shit you better get your shoes on <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, get out of the building now! <laughs> I mean, that, you have no you have no standard to to what is what because if you really start to look at things, energy is different in all in all phases. So you know, Rob's spirit or my spirit. I mean, I think I would be a louder spirit personally, where he'd be like in the corner, so you might not pick up on him as much. So how do you set the standard? You just go, well, okay. Um, soft, medium, hard, however you want to look at it, like, and you, you, you put that correlation together and maybe do a back, you see, it's, wow, it's even crazier, do a background, like, uh, research on the type of person that you were in life, if you already passed on, if somebody knew you or there's any way to track records to see, you know, was this person really flamboyant? And does that come across if I'm in your home, the only home that you've ever owned, you died in, you know of nobody else being there, I come in here and I get low readings everywhere. I get enough, but I don't get, you know, I don't, it doesn't go crazy. Does it correlate to what type of spirit he was in soul when he was physically alive on this planet? Probably. Right. But that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of neat how that would, that would almost work in a sense, you know? I feel like it's, there's not a lot of like real research going on. Do you guys, how do you guys feel about it? I don't know if like, there ever was. I feel like everyone says that they was. do research. It's very, very far and few between. I mean, some people did, but most people... I'm sure just... there's people out there still putting it together, trying to, you know, keep it alive. I, I, I do think there's probably way more paranormal researchers these days than there were like 10, 12 years ago because of the shows. And I know we're we're hedging away from this whole ghost thing, but the I, I still think there's a lot of research being done. Um, the thing is, we're just not hearing about it anymore because, like anything, it was a, it, it it came on into a public eye as a fad, not to the true people who got involved with it and stayed with it, but the people who were like, "Oh, this is hot right now. I'm going to jump on it." TV's got you know, you're seeing it visually, so. It's a fad. People are going to go through this thing. And then there's people yeah. who stick it out. They get into it because they see the correlations in their lives or they know people like that. And next thing you know, you have your groups and your stuff like that. But then there's people who really just latch on to that and have still stuck with it. 
But the problem being is there's only one or two ghost shows that hang out there right now that are really in the public eye. And everything else has gone back underground. So the people that might think that they have a haunted building or an establishment, they don't know what to do with it. They just live with it. I mean, these shows aren't there anymore. You know, maybe they didn't catch them 10 years ago. Where did all these ghost hunters go? Well, and don't you think that part of the issue, too, is that people go out and do an investigation, and that's the fun part of it, but then when the work comes in, no one wants to do that. That's not fun. No one wants to look at the evidence. No one wants to go back and do the research about the location. Nobody wants to follow up with the interviews. It's like, if you're really trying to figure out what's happening at a place, and you're really trying to get to the bottom of it, like, those are all the things you have to do. And I feel like it's all about the cheap thrills. Like, everybody just wants to get in, do an investigation, try to catch something cool, you know, on their recorder or on their camera. And if they don't catch anything, like, that stands out, it's like, just move on to the next. And it does nothing to help the field. No. And like anything that you do, I mean, people are always reaching for that uh, brass ring. You know, they're always trying to get the best thing. And in this field, you know, if you see a spirit or a ghost, which we have seen several... I mean, we're in double digits easily, right? Seen? The scene, spirits, shadow people. Come on. Really? I know I have. I'll speak for me. How's that? While he's in the corner I'm being lying. constipated over this, <laughs> I, a lot of people, you see a lot of this stuff, but you never can get any further past that. You you're, you just hit the wall. Okay. Right there. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, what did I learn? Oh, there it is again. Oh, what? Okay. I'll, I'll give you that double digits. Sure. Yeah. And you keep <laughs> driving. And you keep driving for this thing. And I think that's a lot of what people want to accomplish. But it you, it's almost like running in place. You know, you know what you're going to do. You know what might happen. You might make it five miles. You might make it three miles but you're never going to feel like you accomplished anything in a sense. Yeah, we have stories and EVPs and, um, you know, eyewitness testimony. We've all been in the same room and things have happened or we can, everything can be validated, but we're... You can go on like hundreds of investigations and nothing will happen. Then you go on the one and something crazy will happen and it'll be like, what was that one thing? Like you feel like you're on the, the edge of a figuring something out and it just drives you crazy right and it, you never get past that point mm-hmm. though there's been you know and for all the people that you know with this the ghost and energies scientists want to disprove the whole field or you know us as paranormal researchers using our our, our body as tools to to feel all of this and understand what's going on neither one of them have come up with any sizable answers scientists can't pull they, they, they can't put together one way or another to say energy does this. We say that we can, but we can't prove it almost to a physical T unless you see it with your own eyes or you capture it on video. And let's face it, getting stuff on video, especially energy, is just a hair puller. Thousands of hours of video, three pieces of evidence ever in 10 years. But those three pieces of evidence are pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. So once you it's do like, catch it, it's like one of those things I was talking about. It's amazing, about. yeah. So if you see it and you're like, what? Right. 
but I it mean, keeps you going. It does because you want to keep trying to figure things out, and I get it. But I there's a difference between being a ghost hunter and being a paranormal researcher, and it drives me nuts when people say that they're paranormal researchers, but they're not actually doing any research. <laughs> like, be a ghost hunter then. That's what you do. You hunt down ghosts, and that's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. But don't make it seem like you're trying to be some sort of a researcher. You have some kind of scientific method. I really wish that there was a standard set of things that have to be done that people would adhere to and they would do them all the same because then at least we might be able to start collecting things that were meaningful. You know what I mean? Like, stop investigating in cemeteries. Can we all just stop doing Nobody's that? Nobody's there. I mean, there's one a block away you want to go right now. <laughs> but I can't tell you, like, how crazy that makes me because it's like, first of all, you're outside and any good paranormal researcher would know that there's Mm -hmm. too many variables to be outside trying to do investigations that are meaningful. You can't control the noises. You can't control, you know, the breeze. You can't control, you know, the humidity in the air when you're taking pictures. Like, there's so many things that are just out of your control that it's pointless to try to say that you're getting any evidence. Go investigate the cemetery right now. We only got 50-mile-per-hour winds. (laughs) Exactly. We just edit that out, right? There's a cat in the distance. There's a fox. (laughs) You know, you're on to a point here, but there are things that do happen outside. Yeah. There are things. And is it tougher? Absolutely. But... How many things have we seen, not us personally, but we've seen through people researching or putting pictures up that they do have things that are unexplained happening in a cemetery? So just because it's a cemetery and people say, oh, you know, it's only the shells there, the souls have all moved on, there's nothing to find in a cemetery, why would you hang out there? I don't think I've ever seen a good piece of evidence come from a cemetery. I can honestly say that. I've seen pictures of, like, mists that to me are probably somebody breathing. <laughs> it's cold out. But, yeah, I've right. seen like things that look like they could be something, but it's probably just the strap from a camera. <laughs> I see things that look like they could be something, but it's probably you know a car headlight in the distance casting a weird shadow. Like That's what I mean. There's too many ways to say it's not anything. And if you're using a controlled environment, like let's say that we had some place that we knew had activity, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a set way that everybody that came there investigated. You did the same five things. You did temperature readings every hour. You did K2 readings every hour. You ran an EVP session and asked the same 15 questions. You know what I'm saying? Like if there was a standard way to do it, and then you started to see over the course of time that no matter who was there, you know, there was a spike here. People ask this particular question and got a response 80% of the time. You know, like, that's what I wish we had because I feel like it would be so much more credible. But there's just, there's too much ego involved. People like to chest bump too much. True. Uh, but I'm, I'm just going to have to disagree a little bit with the outside and the variables. Things do happen. You can be in a place in a forest. You've gone camping. Yes, you don't have all the answers. Yeah, was that a whatever, a deer running through the woods at like 12 at night when you were taking a nature walk, but you're actually ghost hunting or trying to right. say, hey, you know what? I'm going to bring out a couple meters or something. Um, you know, I, I'm not the land is everywhere. Don't you know? happen, but I think it makes it harder oh, it definitely makes to it be harder. credible when you think you have evidence because of all the extra things that could be going on. It does make it harder. And if you want to put some 
some stock in that how people learn how to ghost hunt and you're saying you wish people would stop going to cemeteries well you get an orb or a, a, a light and you put it where'd you find it a cemetery what's your brain gonna do it's gonna put the two together it's a whole oh it's in the cemetery it must be haunted oh my god oh my god we gotta go to cemeteries you will follow that pattern people will follow it so if I went to a train station that had a, a bad accident and like a lot of people died, but no one ever knew it, and I got a bunch of pictures stating that, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, and then you start doing the history, people are going to look at that and say, oh, train stations must be haunted. So now you got people going to train stations. So there's different there's different things you can do when you're leading. When you're leading in this field, when you are recognizable, there are things that people will follow off of. And an example is all these ghost shows that we're on. People followed that. People mimicked it. We got K2s. We got this. We got this. We got this. Oh, we're going to go over here. We're outside. You're right. It is harder. But a controlled area, I think, is really good because and a set way of doing something every single time every single time and if say you do that thing say you do 10 things every time 10 times and you get no results okay you're taking a, a big chance that like we always say ghosts just don't appear on on when they need they, they they're not coming they're not here on your command right they're going to show up whenever they need to or it's going to be residual or whatever you take those 10 steps you change them right switch it oh wait whoa whoa step eight nine here this is really okay not one person but two people or three people had something happen at stage eight and nine or question or whatever how you want to look at this and that's the type of research i think that even we get faulty at doing well i do think i mean i think we do get faulty to a point but i also think there's a reason why we don't use flashlights anymore you know, when that came out and it was all the rage and everybody was, you know, just willy-nilly putting these flashlights down, no real way of doing it, flashlights would go on and off all the time for people, right? We've mm -hmm. seen it. Yep. When we started having a set way of how to use those flashlights, when we started all turning them to the certain way, when we started all shaking them a certain way, when we started putting them down a certain way and everybody was doing that consistently, guess what happened? Flashlights start working. <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> we figured out exactly why they were going on in the first place. But that's which what took I'm, a while. But. Right, it did. But it was the consistency of mm -hmm. everybody doing that in the same way throughout, you know, different environments, all of that happening. And it was like, all right, now we know this is crap. Okay, yeah. for the listeners, <clears throat> um, overseas, wherever we have our listeners here, because we got them everywhere, do you want to? tip the hat on why we think that the flashlight thing is bogus? So initially, I'll, I'll say why we initially thought it worked and then Rob can tell us why it's bogus because Rob did most of the research on this. But initially, the thought pattern was that if you disconnected the flashlight mm -hmm. slightly, that a ghost could use its energy to basically push it through that flashlight and reconnect the circuit. So basically, so from the battery, like battery to the to where the light bulb is, the connector, we would unscrew that just enough, shake it so it wouldn't turn on, so we knew we were right there at the edge. And the spirit or energy that we were calling and talking to 
we wanted them to go to the flashlight to turn it on and give us yes and no answers right. through our questions. So they were using that as a connection, a full yep. circuit, as you said. And then as we did this more, Rob said, I'm going to go on a limb and do something here. And he did some testing. Yep. So, like, some people never liked the flashlight to begin with. Like, they would call it crap. Is that right? <laughs> right. But they didn't have any, like, solid explanation for it. They'd always be like, oh, it's a change in temperature, which they were right and they were wrong, too. So, I tested it out. I bought a bunch of these stupid flashlights. <laughs> and <laughs> so, like, fresh start, fresh start, you know. And uh, so I tried extreme temperature changes on to see like how that would affect them turning on and off. So I had, I took three flashlights. I left, uh, I set one up just as I we normally would during an investigation at room temperature. I took another one and I froze it for a while. And by the way, I took the temperature readings of all of these during the whole process too. So I froze one and then I heated one up over a flame probably shouldn't have done that but I did (laughs) so I had one that was frozen I waited for that one the longest obviously and then as soon as the one that was super hot was done heating up I took that out and uh, I set all three of them up I had the frozen one which was like 40 degrees when I started I think it was something like that it's been a while the hot one was like over 100 degrees when I started and then the middle one was like around high 60s 70 degrees room temperature whatever it was and i just set them there and waited to see like if the any of them would change as the hot one got cooler as the cooler one got warmer would any of them turn on they didn't none of them turned on not a single one of them turned on but i tried something else eventually figured out exactly what it was it was temperature but it's in like it was the internal temperature of the bulb itself so what you had to do is turn the light on the physical light you just had to turn the light on for a little while you know give it some time turn it off turn it back on set it up and eventually it will go on and off and i had it set up and i watched the light go on and off for over an hour at a place where i knew it was not haunted and I was able to recreate it over and over and over and over again, doing so the same exact thing. Basically, every time you see someone going on an investigation, carrying that flashlight around with it on so that they don't trip and fall mm-hmm. and they can see dark. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? You need a flashlight. Mm-hmm. And then they decide that they're going to use that same flashlight. And they, after they've wandered around for a half an hour and you know done their walkthrough, mm-hmm. they're going to sit down. They use that same flashlight to, quote unquote, communicate. And then suddenly the light pops on. Yeah, no. Not paranormal. Nope. <laughs> I forget how long I left the flashlight on for it to do that, but it was not that long. But you would be surprised it's been a while. how many people in this field still think that that's true I know. paranormal activity. A lot of people Try still it. use that. I mean, you even you guys more so were with the flashlights. I had mine. I just didn't carry it around a lot to use it. But you guys actually had it. Um, a flashlight in an, a, its own carrying pouch on the side. Yeah, I used one for walking, one for talking. Yes. Yeah. So as soon as we started doing that, <laughs> what happened? Yep. You know, it de- decreased. So that's kind of how we we view the whole flashlight phenomena. And, you know, I know there's going to be people out there that will probably turn around and say, well, you know, when you ask it a question and the light comes on, give me a yes or a no, a yes, light for yes, you know, da-da-da. 
and okay, um, you can shut your light back down and it dims down. I mean, that they're going to say, well, that just can't be random timing. It is. Well, it, it can't is because be. think is. about how many times people have to say things like, if you don't turn the light off, I'm not going to ask any more questions. Uh-huh. Like, turn okay, the light off. Last back away from the light. Back away from the light. Because what happens is you have the light bulb on. If you're testing mm-hmm. it out, turn the light bulb on. Leave it on for 15 minutes to a half hour. Then set it. So now you have a light bulb that's cooling off, and it's by setting it, you mean unscrewing the top yeah, just so. Yeah, unscrewing it just barely. I mean, you'll be able to shake it where it'll turn on with the shake, but then you place it down, and it's going to be in an off position. Yeah, so so it, you know that connection's really close. It's very close. That bulb is hot because you just had it on for mm-hmm. a little while. As it gets cooler, everything like you know expands and contracts, so it turns itself back on. What happens now? It starts to heat up again. Expands it contracts. Oh, it's going to turn off again because it's... So it's coming down to the contraction of the heat and the hot and the mm-hmm. cold. Yep. Well, I'm not saying hot, like burn you hot, but warm to cold. Mm-hmm. And that contact will, in the light bulb... It's the physical light bulb inside of the flashlight. It's not like any other piece of the flashlight. Well, because if you think about it, too, why, why do we only use one particular brand of flashlight for that? Yeah. This is true. I mean... Has anyone ever claimed that they've been able to get that same phenomenon to happen with a flashlight that wasn't a mag light? I've never known anyone mm-hmm. to be able to claim that. And didn't you actually call the mag light company? I didn't. Somebody else did. Somebody though, did. That we knew. And, and they, they they told them, oh, if it does that, it's a defect. Okay, so they're upselling. <laughs> <laughs> they're upselling their flashlights, but they would never come out and admit this. Mm-mm. They just, also don't want to be. They don't want to be known for right. Just like a lot, flashlights okay. that randomly turn themselves on. And, and we off. had that with the hack shacks. Uh, hack shacks. Radio Shack didn't want to be part of that phenomenal thing. And they're uh, out of business now. Yeah, maybe they should have <laughs> catered to us. But do you think there's any other instruments out there that we can use that are kind of somewhat tried and tested that work for energy and spirits? I think that the hack shack is something that I can't explain. When you're getting full sentences yep. on less than a tenth of a second on a band wave, yep. and they're forming a sentence. And sometimes how you don't even catch them. I think yeah. that's always like the craziest thing, is like when you're running a session using a hack shack, which is just you know a regular AM, FM radio that's been hacked mm-hmm. so that it just cycles through the channels nonstop. And it's crazy that you could be asking questions, doing you know a session, recording it, and you don't hear the response until you go back and listen to it, and then it's there, clear as day, and it's like, how the heck did I miss it? I think when you get names across that, it's hard. When you get curse words, it's hard. And people will be like, oh, well, that's just somebody tapping in. You know, they're, they're able to, it's like the old cordless phones. Like, did you ever have an old mm-hmm. cordless phone and you'd pick it up and you could hear your neighbor talking on their cordless yep. phone? <laughs> you know, we got we a camera in the Chupacabra's room mm-hmm. and it's got a microphone on it. And my wife was going crazy because she thought she was hearing voices in the house. We're like, oh shit, what's going on here? And I was just like, okay, it's crazy. So a couple of weeks ago, middle of the night, I'm woken up and I hear this sing-songy woman's voice going, nah, nah. And then I hear a baby crying. It's on the same frequency as the baby, the same, somebody's baby it monitor? It must be on the same frequency as a baby monitor. And I hear this baby crying. and So I had to turn the microphone off on that thing because you can't change the frequency on it. 
That's crazy. It was when keeping that, the chupacabra up all night. <laughs> chupacabra was like, "What the shit is going on here?" And you know what? I, I, and a less a lesser experienced ghost researcher, ghost hunter, probably would mm-hmm. be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> there's yeah. demons. There's yeah. something going on." Um, you know, I think you you hit a point when you hear sentences mm-hmm. in that time frame on that band. Anyone who doesn't, I know we're doing a little of a tech show here, but with this, the the hack shacks, they would just rotate. Um, they would rotate up and down the channel, so from like 550 all the way up, and the band would keep going. It would be altered, so the band would just keep going, and it would run, and you get static here. That doesn't stay on a channel long enough for a word to be pronounced unless there's a break. And hearing a full sentence come across there, especially, and you can change the rates of the speed, whatever, sometimes on different, on different ones. That ha- there, there's something unexplained there. Um, like if you hear a name, if you hear your name, mm-hmm. which I have had happen to me, mm-hmm. we all have. It, well, it, I have it, but you have. Yeah. Yeah. We were at a um, museum and we were doing it, and I had headphones in on a hack shack. And I couldn't hear anybody else in the other room. I just hearing the. Oh no! Actually, I could, but I had the headphones in the earbuds, and the, my name got yelled into the earbuds, Jeff, and I shot up off the floor, and I pulled my earbuds out really quick, and I said, "Anyone said my name?" No. And there was only like five other people in the room, but when you hear something like that, and you try to figure out what's what. You know where that is in the big picture of like how spirits manipulate energy to you know get your attention or you know whatever that's the the paranormal end of it that's the part that is just wow and i think that goes back to why do we keep doing this you know why are we trying to find out that next spirit world that next dimension or level what what is fascinating us enough to keep us you know is it did you get into it because you were scared as a child? Are you trying to contact a relative? I mean, or are you just trying to contact, contact you know, the old age the old age theory that you just want to talk to somebody from the other side and say, well, hey, what's it like? And I think that's part of the problem is that all these years of doing this, all these ghost hunters, paranormal researchers everywhere, right? We still don't even know why only some ghosts communicate. We still don't know why sometimes they show up as shadows. We don't know why sometimes they show up as full-bodied apparitions, not being see-through, solid. How come you can hear them with your own ears sometimes? Right. Most of the time you have to hear Like, there's still so many unanswered questions, and we don't have any more answers than we did 50 Mm -hmm. years ago. And we put our theories together on it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, why do we only see half an apparition walk by, you know, only half a torso or something? Or, like you said, you see a full-body apparition right by you why is that happening you know and my thinking would be well one's got more energy than the other well was this person have that was that person that much more flamboyant in life and they have that much energy and the other person isn't or is it the combination of people that are in that room that's happening that that connection of energy like when you do table tipping and you start to get answers and you're using that table as a, a device to get to that next point you know, we're using our energy to draw it in. Is that the same thing when we're sitting in a, 
a haunted building somewhere and there's five of us in a room and our energy levels just seem to be clicking that night that they can draw off of us and say, you know what, here you go. Or, I mean, see, it just keeps going. I know. And then the problem is, is that you have something like that happening and then you have a K2 meter right next to a table that's rocking all over the place and the K2 meter is not lighting up. Yep. <laughs> it's like, well, shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be off the charts if that's really what's happening? You know, or they don't want to be seen, or they do want to be seen. You know, you don't know what you don't know what that side, the other side of that veil, is happening. You don't know how their energy is being used or conducted to for us to see. You don't know if there's a slip, and we're seeing through it. That maybe it has nothing to do with our energy. And why sometimes you get EVPs that seem like a hundred percent right on and they can relate to exactly what's going on, and then other times you get EVPs that make no sense. What's for supper? Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly it. You, you, have no, you have no understanding, but like you said with that, you at, we ask questions that are pinpoint, and we have so many EVPs that you get a class A answer to your question, and you just sit there and go, what Holy just crap. happened? Yep. <laughs> How did this happen? And why? So, you know, energy is, a, energy is a funny thing that people use, you know. If there's a crowd of people, you know, your intent, you know, we've always talked about that. Can you get a group of 100 people with this much energy and change their and change an intention or something? You know, in theory, it might happen. And then other times it might not happen. It could just be a coincidence. Right. It's like seance. Yeah. You just... Are you really bringing something in? Or is it just like Philip experiment? Like enough people thinking about the same thing at the same exact time so that it tricks everyone into thinking there's something happening. But even that... That's the kind of research they need to start bringing back. Yeah. Stuff like that. Absolutely. Except people would laugh at them now. That's a thing. Well, yeah. Well, it's, you know, I got an app or I got this or this guy over here built this machine to do this. Oh, okay... You know, I mean, we can talk tech all night about certain machines and how they transcribe energy into something that we can understand, which is just a whole nother show. But as far as the whole energy and an intention goes, you know, maybe we are doing that a little bit. Maybe we are reaching out. Our energy is pulling that. But again, your mind and if we're all on the same page, we're trying to get something. If we did research on a house and we know about the one owner, he wore uh, a black hat, smoked a pipe, always had a uh, dinner jacket on. We're sitting there using all our energy thinking about this, you know, Charlie or whatever. You see that? You start looking at pictures, that does look like a hat. And there's our mind trying to put it together. So I, I think it's a 50-50 shot sometimes where our energy and their energy just kind of coincide enough but we don't know how to fully extend it and I'm not I'm not saying anything against psychics mediums and anything like that that can see into there and figure out different things what I'm saying is we as ghost hunters and it's so hard for me to even think about that too because if that is the case right like let's really think about this for a second because we know some people that we think can really do that and we know some people that we think can fake it but even the people that we think can really do it. It's like, if you could communicate with spirits on the other side, why are we not asking them specific questions about why we can't see certain things and why things are... You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, 
Why are we asking them? Have we ever asked, why can't you come to us? No, I don't think anybody we ask, has. We ask questions that... Like, that do you might have any messages for anybody in the room? might pertain to us. You know, okay. like... Let me give you a little 101 on this K2 meter. Maybe we can communicate without this medium over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? It's like, if if people can communicate with spirits on the other side, why are those questions not being asked? And why are we not trying to get answers from spirits? I feel like a medium, or most of the ones that I could think of, if you ever asked me to do that, they would say that the ghost give you some kind of snarky remark. As to why they couldn't do that. Well, let's break that down a little, a little less. Why as ghost hunters haven't we done it in this group? And we've been around the block enough. I think we've fallen in that trap of. We just thought of it after all. Oh, the years. <laughs> you used to work. You used to work here at the library. What books? You know, you try to. We try to put ourselves in their time frame. We try to figure out what they were doing at that time and get answers to learn about them. We're not asking questions of, hey. How do we get better communication here? I know we have these little boxes with all these lights. Is there a different way? And you say, should I use a pencil and paper to communicate with you? Give me a sign. Should I send Rob down the dark hall? Let him sit there and you tap him on the shoulder if that's a better way to communicate. So if they're getting those questions and we're getting responses, we can start putting our, our research together. And that's a good point. We never even thought about that. We mm -hmm. just think about, hey, let's learn about Charlie or the nurse that used to work here. We want to know more about what the history is than actually how to communicate. And I think a lot of our technology is what's given us our, 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 our laziness. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, as ghost hunters, are we lazy? Well, you look at one of the popular shows out there still to this day. They have so many crazy gadgets and instruments on there that look great. You know, you can see stick figures when they're around you and they're reading all this. Okay, you have it, but... What, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Right. It's not giving you, oh, he's standing right next to you. Oh, there he put his hand on your head. All right. Why are we not saying why? Why? Why are you doing that? Why? <laughs> yeah. Is there any way that you can physically show us or give us a sign to do something like that? And that's a really good point. Next time we go on a ghost hunt, I think we should attack that angle. Mm -hmm. I think this means we have to go on a ghost hunt again. Yeah, For right? the first time in like... Well, we haven't been out of the Parababble Studios in, what, four years? We've been living here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. We just had to get our batteries replaced. And but now... I think sometimes like these conversations, and I mean, this this episode might be good for people. People might have been bored. We just gave you ago. free tips on what to do when you go ghost hunting. Right. I mean, I think it's so important that we have these conversations because if we're going to continue to do this and we're going to continue to want to push the field forward, we have to do things differently because the same thing over and over and over again is yielding no responses. Mm -hmm. It's think, not It's not gaining anything. I think we burned ourselves out, and now we just came up with like a completely different approach. Yeah. And we have to do something. And could you imagine if you got a response to something like that? What that, that would, would do? That would lead you down a whole other rabbit hole. Absolutely. The internet is your best friend and your worst nightmare when it comes to ghost hunting. There's a lot of fraud, fraudulent things that go on out there. There's a lot of things that aren't believable. Um... The one thing I would say when it comes to seeing things and being in the field and doing this research, make sure you have somebody with you that can validate exactly what you saw, felt, seen, whatever. 
because that's one rule we've always stuck by. And you know what? I think we get rid of half of our evidence through validation through each other. And that's kind of what it has to come down to because let's face it, even though we're on the same page, our minds are working at two different speeds. Um, mine is not the same as yours, Rob, or Allison's not the same as mine. But yet, if you do happen to see a spirit or a shadow person walking down the hall and you go, oh my God, do you see that? And the other person says, mm, yeah, I think so. You know, that's that's where all your boundaries are. That's That's where you learn really what ghost hunting is about and how to figure out and trust somebody because there's so much... I don't want to knock the, the field. There's so much garbage out there, but when it comes to actually seeing stuff, <coughs> it's probably, what, less than 1%. Yeah. yeah, and it's about weeding out people that are in it for the thrill of it from people that truly want to learn about why things happen and what goes on. Right. I mean, we don't have answers, like all of them. That's what I want to say to people that are like, you know, putting up their TV shows every other week and claiming that they're finding ghosts every single place they go. It's like, what are you learning? What are you, what are you giving back to this field to make it so that it becomes more legitimate and it becomes something that's not a big joke? Because you must be getting a ton of evidence then, right? Because this box right here. Everywhere you go is haunted. Right. This box here, I saw it on TV, this box right here showed that if there's a ghost in a room, it's going to do triplets with lights. Well, you go and buy that box, and you take it, and all of a sudden it's doing that triplets with lights. Well, it must be. Yeah. No, you, you can't all... You do have to have a building block when it comes to energy. You have to have a building block on what you're going to use and how you're going to use it. I mean, and it's a two-way street. But you also have to be able to build upon it and, and dis, discount stuff that's not working and account for stuff that is working. And Rob is looking around the room like he saw a ghost. No, my eyes glazed over because the cogs in my Oh, he's getting inspired brain. by this conversation. I think we're oh, waking no. up a beast that was long okay. since asleep. That's it's okay. Sleeping for so long. <laughs> but you just can't. People, I understand, you know, there's there's people in your community that who are honest and truly good people that, know what they're talking about and they know how to bring that experience to other people those are the people you want to follow especially in this field there's nothing wrong with watching tv take it for entertainment but the stuff on tv does actually happen in the paranormal world that where we can't explain it but you also have to know that you just can't be satisfied with the lights doing triplets you know you just you have to find different ways you have to get out there and reach to different people and understand that a lot of people have a lot of different perspectives and we all learn in this community to build from it because spirit energy as we can as we know it now is never the same it it is a constant influx of right. moving but that's why we have to be consistent in what we do if we use the same 15 questions every single time if we you know, did a hack session and asked, you know, the same five mm-hmm. things. And if we did it from a perspective, like you were talking about earlier, about we are here to communicate. We need to know from you. Do you want to communicate? Are you interested in learning from us? We're trying, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's so different than, did you used to work here? <laughs> you know? Yay, we've established that somebody's worked here. 
Do you know somebody in the room? <laughs> well, the only question I think that we actually do that you're saying now about that is this. If you don't want us, if you don't want to communicate or you don't want us here anymore, just give us a sign and we'll leave. That's usually when it's slow. Or like, yeah, but that's the only know. question that really asks a question about that. And sometimes we do get a sign from that. Right. Sometimes we do. And it's like, but then we don't want to listen to it. Because we, <laughs> because they like, answered, oh, they're here. We're tired. We're just, we want to go now. Yeah, we want to hang out and talk more and maybe poke at you. <laughs> but I'm making notes now. Uh-oh. This has got his brain. <laughs> this is twirling brain <laughs> energy working energy I, mean, I don't is... want to say that i never want to investigate again because i really truly do i just feel like it's what rob said like we're burnt from doing the same thing over and over and over again Not and getting anymore. very little results so if we had a way to do things in a new way that was actually you know helpful that was meaningful that we would start to be able to collect some useful information from I think that's where the future of it is, you know? Do you think bringing a deaf person... It's like us growing up. Do you think bringing a deaf person on an investigation who can't hear but can feel energy? That's what I'm... One of the cogs in my head going, I'm like, tomorrow <laughs> I'm going to like text you guys. We're going to have to um, set something up to investigate, I think. Because I'm going to be like researching all these methods of communication. Like, yeah. I'm already like spinning the wheels in my head like, what all the different things we could do. Mm-hmm. Like, we could set up a recorder and just start talking about this stuff and start doing a podcast on site somewhere and see if we get anything mm-hmm. in real time. We just throw the podcast out there and see, like, hey, get any EVPs in there? Maybe, maybe we don't. I'm going to teach myself Morse code. A, Who knows? I a mean. blind person uses energy <laughs> yeah. to feel around also besides a guiding stick. That's a good, uh, good idea right there because it's not like, I don't want to be, it's like, punchy funny here but you're not like putting him in a dark space because he's already there so he uses his senses a deaf person can see but they can't hear so you know they might be able to feel energy a different well, way there have been some i've seen some very you know kind of hokey ways of like sensory deprivation to try to yeah there's definitely some hokey ways to pull that I mean, i've seen some hokey ways that people have done it you know and i'm not talking about putting a pair of headphones on and some weird goggles and you know lying in a room somewhere like it looks like an S&M video yeah like we if you really (laughs) came at it from that perspective where you were trying to do it being as scientific as you can and I know people say scientific all the time and I can't tell you how many times we've been at conventions and people are like so what exactly is it about the science that you do how scientific are you what kind of scientist are you I'm (laughs) and it's like it's not about that it's about using a scientific method right it's about developing a hypothesis testing the hypothesis to find out whether or not it's accurate or not Mm-hmm. That's a scientific method. When people say that they're science, they're science-based, they're use scientific method. That's what we're talking about. We're not claiming that we're like, you know, like the flashlight experience. Experiment. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you don't have to have a degree in you know molecular biology to be out there no. doing this kind of work. That stuff mm-hmm. they're, ta- they're taught in seventh grade science. Yes, exactly. I, you know, it's just that's. It's just consistency. Yeah. It's, it's being able mm-hmm. to say that no matter what the variables are, we have the same thing that we do consistently, and this is the research, and here's the data points that you get from that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because that kind of information is the only thing that's going to get people to be like, yeah, you can't disprove that. How do you disprove that? And then you got to stir the pot and throw in a dash of, where's everybody's energy tonight? 
if we're using an energy-based idea. Where's Allison's? Where's you know Mike's? Where's Rob's? Where's Jeff's? Where whoever's out with us? Where's their energy field? You know, we try to clear ourselves to go in there so we're as open as possible without being like taken advantage of, but open enough to feel different things going on. And it's like a muscle, and you you have to keep it finely tuned. But you know, you're not going to have that 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 energy level is not going to be like, you know, we'll just use like end level. Every time we go ghost hunting, you could have had a bad day at work. You'd have something going on at home. This is going on. Uh, I got to be here tomorrow. Your your focus and your energy is one thing, and I think that has a ton to do with your focus. With the energy and focus are, are the two. And there are nights that I think all groups, some groups, I know speaking from us, that we can hit it on the same page. And then there's nights that we're off and. Does that have something to do with pulling the energy through from an, another side? Possibly. Are they using our energy? See though, all those invariables that we don't know. Right. You know what are? What's the mechanics of this? We have no pat. We we can but make that's patterns. What it is. You know, we can make patterns. If everybody had that sheet of the five like questions right. when you first got in, how tired are you today on a scale of one to five? You know, how much energy do you think you have right now on a scale of one to five? You know. How, you know, what's your mindset? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling, you know what I mean? Like if we had that, that everybody filled that out when they first walked in the door and nobody shared that with each other, right? Okay. If we had stuff happen at the end of that night and we went back and looked at that and found like everybody had a full night's sleep, everybody was feeling good, that might be proof then over the course of, you know, numerous investigations that energy does impact things. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we have to start doing because we need to be able to collect data. We can't just keep putting, you know, lights in teddy bears and setting uh -huh. them up in corners. Why not? And getting excited when it makes a noise. Like, that is not going to help give credibility to the field at all. It's good for entertainment. So, two things here. I know we're running a little over, but this is actually turning out to be much better than we thought. Um, <laughs> Shocker. And, well, Oops. hang on. We're all on topic for this one, somehow. For now. <laughs> yeah, no one's, no one's jumped a ship, Jeff. Did you hear about that Bible? <laughs> <laughs> if one person has a lot of different experiences going on in one night, maybe that person is uh, keyed up and their energy level is high. I mean, I know we went to that place down um, wine country where I was at the other end of the hall and I had the light come through the thing and all that and basically everybody else the rest of the night had nothing. So was my energy level up? Could be. But we walk into a building. So we have, we're gonna take a half an hour and we're gonna take this first question right here. This first thought and question repetitively go into that building for the first half an hour and just keep thinking that thought and running that one question, nothing more, not who are you, where you been, analyze it for a half an hour and see where people are at with that. Everyone has their recorders, we do it, we can do it in obviously groups of two, don't solo it. And then take a little break, you go to your second question that has a second thought behind it, a different thought and a question, do a half an hour and then and keep doing that. You know, you don't, you could take, you could take five questions and do you know, what, three hours, two yeah, and a half but hours? What you're doing is you're putting, you're putting structure into that. 
you're putting that so that there's consistency between what everybody is doing. It's not like you're in two different groups and this group's going to go ask random 10 questions. This group's running a hack shack. That group's, you know, running, you know, some other piece of equipment asking totally different questions. Everybody comes back at the end of the night and it's a hodgepodge of who knows what. You know, I got lucky over here. There was just something happened and then something over So you are putting your intention into one thing at mm -hmm. a time. And everybody's on the same page. And everybody's on the same page. And you might have a better chance of, Rob's just totally <laughs> glazed over. You might have a better chance of pulling something in because these the spirits that you're visiting or the energy that you you create with it you're pulling it all into one direction right and you might just have these spirits say oh geez well allison was asking you know what time it is here comes the next person down at the other does anybody know what time it is i heard that this place was known for being very punctual and strict with their meals you keep hitting the same idea yeah. for X As amount of a time. To maybe something is there and it's try it's all over the place because everybody there is all over the place. Random thought. Um, one of my notes here. Notes. As we're going over an hour here. Um, you know, you go to a lot of places and like you know, you're looking for ghosts and stuff and these people have been dead for who knows how long. And like we were talking about a couple episodes ago, it's like, you know, this country's not that old it's new and mm -hmm. it's made up of people from all over the place we go in there and like hey guys what, what what's your favorite color <laughs> and like what if english isn't their first language maybe the way we speak now is even if it is much different than how they spoke back then so what if we like ask a question give it a little time and run it through google translate and ask it several different other languages oh that's a good idea especially the languages the that we knew yeah that's a really good idea for anybody who's listening to this you're getting a lot of free ideas yeah. <laughs> because um, we're just coming up with them right now and maybe yeah. there are people out there who have thought of this but you don't ever hear their techniques every group or people that we've always associated with or walk through usually have 10 or 20 different questions going on yeah. at once because we've messed with different languages before but now you got google translate right you use it real time and run in your EVPs and see what happens. But keep, I think that I think maybe the idea is to pinpoint it to a focused narrative, well, and one and then break it into little sections and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good idea. Like if you had five set five questions, yeah, that everybody's going to ask. But then maybe you do it the first time in English, then the second time you do everything in Polish because where we are is a big Polish community. Mm -hmm. You know, then maybe the third time you do it in French. Because Canada's so close, yeah. you know. I and mean, you could change it up depending on where you're at, just whatever research you but have for the place. Could you imagine if, like, the whole entire time, like, that's been the issue? You guys don't know my language. I bet you probably... We've been waiting for you to catch up to us. We already have Google. Yeah. <laughs> it's like because they can't even turn on or turn off or make noise or do things if they don't ask if they don't understand mm -hmm. what they're initially being asked to do. Can you imagine getting an EVP from something like that? You'd have no idea what the hell they're saying. Would it be awesome? So I think uh, we really have to, like... Yeah, we uh, need to stop before my brain explodes. Which is why we probably haven't gotten EVPs in other languages, because if we're asking in English and people don't speak English, they're oh not going to answer in another language. But, it, like, <clears throat> we did that place down in... Uh, we did a place down in Youngstown, and one of the things was when we were asking up in that room... Well, do you understand that this box with the little red thing here... And we were reaching back... 
back to like old country. So that that technology's not there. They don't know what that is. You know, it was like Michael J. Fox with the uh, hoverboard. Mm-hmm. To us, that's like, wow, that's like futuristic. They don't know. What, we're looking at going, what the hell? You know, they have to feel the same way. Go to the red light, you know. Did they have red lights back then? Well, that's why it's so, I loved what you said about how do you want us to communicate? Like that question in itself. Well, yeah. I got to set something up now. Like, do you want to communicate making noise? You know, do you want mm-hmm. to, whatever it is, it's like, we don't ever ask those kinds of things at we all. We don't ask the communication, the communicative questions mm-hmm. to get us to understand maybe what they're trying to do. And, you know, yeah, we're hearing pings and pops and maybe a little bit of voices here and there on on tape. But other than that, they're, they just might be doing it just to... Hey, this is the only way, like a dog only knows how to communicate one way. If it's hungry, it'll wag it. If it's happy, it'll wag its tail. If it's upset or has a bellyache or something, it'll go in a corner and lay down. As humans, we've learned that pattern. You know, this is how they communicate to us. Well, how do we communicate to a spirit? What's the best way? Because we really haven't taken it to that level. We've only, like I said, we want to know about, hey, what did that colonial person do here? Oh, what kind of clothes? Is this your button we found? Hey, this little mark over here, it says, you know. When did you die? When did you die? You know? What's your name? What's your name? They're like, oh, geez. Well, we'd like to tell you, but you're not asking which way we should communicate to you. I don't know. I think we might be on to something... Well, we're going to have fire to up some questions. I think this is out. really exciting. we got to go test it out, though. Yeah, we do. So we have to go to a Hana location and start with a podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the first things we should do. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Well, this is uh, Parababble. I feel like Parababble's back. Parababble's back. <laughs> Parababble out. Uh, yeah, out. Out. All right, guys. Nice talking. Yep. Catch up with you. Hit us up. You got any videos? Anything, questions, At anything Parabell. like that? At prone? What? Prone. Prone exists. We exist. Well, we exist. Just not in web form anymore. Yeah. Hit right. us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Facebook. 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 Twitter. Just Facebook. We're counting on you, Australia. Yeah.